Hi, everybody. I'm Sunny, and this is We Gotta Talk, a live weekly digital talk show and podcast where we like to dig deep. Real talk, big topics. Now, let's dig in. Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to We Gotta Talk. I'm Sunny, and I'm so glad you're here today. I'm running my own controls. So if things, are, if you're watching the video and things are a little off cue, producer Rachel is out of commission for the week, and um, I'm doing my own technical stuff. It's really fun. Uh, today's guest is talking about one of the topics that I am most passionate about, skincare. I know this topic can feel very frivolous. We think Okay, it has everything to do with how we look and it's superficial. In reality, skincare, and you know this if you've suffered with any type of acne or skin issue, is so deeply related to our psychological health, our mental health, and how we feel showing up in the world. So I'm really excited to welcome today Kaylee Christina. She is a certified holistic nutritionist and co-founder of Clear Stem Skincare, which was founded in 2017. She founded that along with Danielle Gronich, and together, Clear Stem, or together, they work on Clear Stem to give people a solution that addresses not only acne issues, but also anti aging. And Kaylee's personal story is very compelling too. She dealt with a host of health problems that sort of kickstarted her own awareness of her health and eventually led her to found uh, Clear Stem Skin Care and help thousands of people along the way. So let's welcome Kaylee to the show. Hey, Kaylee. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Also, Thank what a fun intro you have. I was like dancing over Thanks here to it. it. <laughs> As it like pauses at a weird moment, I'm like, listen, girl, just bear with me on the technical. I see today. I see and everything. Um, we were kind of getting into things before recording here, and your personal health journey is quite compelling. And I think that a lot of women will see themselves at some point in your story. We talked about getting off birth control, having a host of issues related to your skin and acne. So take us way back to the beginning, Kaylee, and what promote or what what prompted you to even become aware of some of the issues that were causing skin problems? Yes. Yeah, so when I was 24 years old, I decided I want to get off of birth control. And I've, I've always been so passionate about holistic health. Like, Oddly, just since I, I was an athlete when I was younger and in high school, I would quickly notice like what I ate that day would affect um, how I performed later in the afternoon for practice or for a game or for a meet. So I was, it always like that connection happened really quickly for me. I'm like, oh, like what I eat and what I do and how I sleep has such an effect on how I feel later. And so it's something I've always been passionate about. So when I was 24, I decided I wanted to get off birth control because I was just becoming, I was going deeper and deeper into studying holistic health. I was going back to school to study holistic nutrition. And I was like, this is really cool. Like I just, I want I want my body to function by itself. I want my hormones to be able to balance naturally. And I just want to feel good in my own body. Because um, birth control can mess with like the intuition of your own body and synthetically controlling your hormones and suppressing a lot of vitamins and nutrients. And a lot of us are put on it without explaining the side effects and what can happen long-term and, and what it does, um, which is already a little frustrating to me. And, and a lot of um, young girls are put on it for mood swings, for acne, like not even for you know the purpose of birth control. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was put on it when I was 15 because I was struggling with acne. And the doctor was like, oh, just go on birth control for your acne. 15, just throw me on it. Um, 
without without discussing you know the implications of it. So 24, I wanted to get off birth control. I decided to get off of it, and my body went completely haywire after. And I don't want this to scare anyone because there is, there is a lot of education now on how to responsibly get off the pill that supports your body where you don't have to deal with the shock to your system that it can cause. Um, one of my favorite resources is a book by Dr. Jolene Brighton called Beyond the Pill. Hmm. You can also look her up on any podcasts as well if you want the information like right now. Um, and she teaches you what supplements to take and just how to support your body as you get off it so you don't go through a rebound effect. So of course, I didn't know any of this. So I get up for control. My body freaks out. I break, I, um, my skin breaks out with bright red cystic acne covering my, my entire face. Um, I started to drop a lot of weight and I, I did not want to drop weight. I lost about 30 pounds in a matter of two months. What? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, down, you're a thin person. It's clear to begin. I was with. down I mean, to 90 pounds. Oh my I was gosh, emaciated and my, my workout didn't change. My eating didn't change. And I was freaking out because clothes were, I couldn't keep clothes on. They were falling off me. Um, what did they say about that symptom specifically? Because I know I got off birth control. My main side effect was just feeling like a fucking crazy person. Um, I just, I had no Mm -hmm. self-regulation. Eventually it evened out, but like you said, with proper supplementation, but what did they tie the weight loss to? So I, the first thing I did was go to my primary care doctor and they told me I had an eating disorder. And I was like, no, like my workouts, I work out like, you know, five, six days a week, nothing like crazy intense. But I was like, I work out almost every day, but that's been a regular, like I grew up as an athlete. That's just part of my regular routine. Um, I eat very well. I love food. <laughs> um, I was like, nothing has changed. And they kept saying I was lying. They're like, no, there's no other way you would have dropped this much weight. Like you haven't, you just need to admit it. You have an eating disorder. And I remember almost in tears, I'm like, I have acne all over my face. I am 90 pounds when I, I very much don't want to be. And this is affecting my not only my physical health, but my mental health. And they just kept saying I was crazy. Hmm. And I was like, okay, like, what can I do? How can I, like, I don't know what to do. And they're like, oh, just go back on birth control. And I remember just talking to the doctor. I'm like, I really don't want to. Like, I, I want to balance my hormones naturally. I want to be in control of my own body. And they're like, well, the only way to balance your hormone is to go back on birth control. I was mm. like, okay, well, I'm not doing that. So, like, what else can I do for my acne? Like, what's causing this? They're like, I don't know, but here, I'll write you a prescription for antibiotics. And I was like, <laughs> let's just throw another problem at it. Screw up your gut health while we're at it, right? Right. Like, let's just wreck the immune system and the gut health, and every, which, which you need support for, for helping with acne oh and gosh. maintaining a healthy weight. And I remember leaving the doctor's office just in tears because I had these, I had the, the written prescriptions in my hand, but I was never going to go, you know, get the prescriptions for it. So I'm like, okay. So my lymph nodes started to get swollen underneath my jawline because of the acne. It was getting so aggressive. They were like protruding a little bit. So I went to an ENT and I went there and they like, you know, put a snake down and I'm just like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. It's so awful. I'm like, what's causing this? They're like, I don't know, but your lymph nodes are so swollen. Let's monitor it. And if they don't go down in the next three to four weeks, let's just remove them. Wait, <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> Where, where, like, were th- where were these doctors geographically? I'm just I curious. Say, like, it was in San Diego. Like I'm in the Mecca of health. What? I mean, I that's yeah. so, okay. Like so at what point did you manage to 
advocate for yourself and get on a path. Like I, I understand now that's much more popular these days to sort of take a proactive approach to our health. Yes. We have access to panels from different companies that we can take and send to our, you know, our primary care providers or our specialists. But like, this is a new, this is a new thing. Like even several years ago, people weren't used to this level of custom healthcare that we have yeah. today. And it sounds to me like you were just bouncing back between a bunch of people who didn't know the whole picture. Yeah, because this is almost eight years ago at this point. So we didn't have parsley, like all these telehealth accessible clinics. Um, And, you know, I was 24 and I didn't have a couple grand to dump into. The the naturopathic route used to be really expensive. It's Mm -hmm. way more affordable now, but the only options. And so I went to a dermatologist. They want to get me on Accutane. So I was like, okay, like none of this is working for me. So I was diving deeper into my own research, trying different diets, different skincare, like just so many, so many different things. Nothing was working. Um, and then one last Google search, uh, up pops San Diego acne clinic. And I'm like, okay, like it's finally someone that seems they specialize in acne. Like I couldn't find anyone that specializes mm-hmm. in acne. Um, so I go in and Danielle, who's now my co-founder in ClearStem, is the founder of San Diego Acne Clinic. And we sit and talk for three hours. We talk for about an hour and a half before she even touches my face. She has me bring in every hair care, skin care, supplement I was taking. And it was the first time I ever felt heard. Mm-hmm. And she was talking to me about supplements that can cause hormonal acne in excess. She was talking about pore clogging ingredients. I had no idea what pore clogging ingredients were. I didn't. Go, I went to the dermatologist and never once did they say, maybe your makeup has pore clogging ingredients and that's adding to your acne. Right. Um, so what, what were the supplements that she tagged, by the way, that yeah. were potentially f- causing flare-ups? Yes. So in excess, um, keyword is excess here, vitamin D, B12, zinc, and biotin all trigger acne. Um, D, B12, and zinc in excess stimulate testosterone. And testosterone is what produces that thick, sticky oil of our skin that clogs our pores a lot easier and faster. And especially for someone who's naturally acne prone, they have what's called hyperkeratosis. So their skin doesn't shed as fast, which means their pores get clogged more easy, easier because it's not, it's not shedding. And so it's taking longer. So the oil is getting in there. It's getting stuck. The skin isn't naturally exfoliating. So people who are acne prone have to exfoliate physically a little bit more to help that out. Um, and so all of those in excess stimulate testosterone and then biotin is actually the worst thing for anyone who's acne prone because it stimulates hyperkeratosis. It stimulates, um, the growth of the proteins of your hair, skin, and nails. So it actually, the underlying genetic cause of acne, it just makes worse. It's like pouring gasoline on a fire. Oh my gosh. And all of those supplements are labeled hair, skin, nails. So it's like helping one thing. We're getting our gorgeous hair, but we're also potentially getting breakouts. Exactly. And there's a lot of other things that you can, like silica is a great alternative. That's not, that's going to be amazing for your hair and your skin without triggering acne. But all of these in excess uh, trigger acne for people who are more acne prone. On top of that, I was eating eggs every single day for breakfast after I worked out and egg whites have this protein in it called albumin protein. That's really hard for our bodies to break down, especially for people who are acne prone. Um, And you'll see a lot of breakouts around the jawline and slightly underneath um, where the lymphatic system runs. 
Okay, I'm gonna pop in with this question now because I was gonna to get to it, but since we're on the topic of foods and the potential tie-ins between things we're eating and our skin, um, I had someone write in with a question about getting breakouts right before her period. She's interested in preventing hormonal acne. She gets, you know, these cysts sometimes right before. Are there any real links, she's asking, to dairy and breakouts? And is there any connection between hormonal acne and digestion? Yes, directly linked. <laughs> so dairy is the number one food cause of acne. Um, dairy breaks out most everyone except for, you know, your best friend who never washes her face and could eat McDonald's every day and never has a pimple, right? <laughs> there's, a, we, there's those people. It's amazing, but that's all genetics. <laughs> that's wild. I was going to say, listen, I don't get the, I, I don't, I get the short end of the stick on a lot of genetic things, but I don't break out with acne or with uh, dairy, ironically, but I'm also yeah. older and I'm 41 and I'm sure that, you know, where my oil glands were once producing a ton of oil, now things are naturally slowing down. But I always wonder that the dairy yeah. connection. So um, you might have a lot more enzymes to break down dairy, which is amazing. And uh, someone can help support their body if they want to be eating dairy. There's like, if they want to take more digestive enzymes with their meal, a little more bioavailable vitamin A, that'll definitely help support it. We actually, <laughs> we launched a supplement last year that's now our number one bestseller for, it's to help support in hormonal acne from internal root causes. And by taking the supplements, it actually helps support your body if you want to be, you know, eating dairy uh, every once in a while and not break out after because it has all those key elements that just oh, help support great. your body, like break it down correctly. Um, but dairy has um, growth hormones in it. So it's going to stimulate those glands more. It's going to cause breakouts. Um, it's also naturally just a little more inflammatory. And if you're already struggling, if someone's already struggling with acne or it's around their period where inflammation mm -hmm. is higher naturally. Um, if you're doing anything that's raising inflammation more, it's just going to be more triggering to the body. So that's where dairy comes in. But if someone's really struggling with breakouts, I highly recommend removing dairy for about 30 days, getting the body clean of it, getting the body regulating without it, and then bringing it in when it's like a special time, right? Like I went a very long time with absolutely no dairy. And now I love to enjoy dairy here and there when it like, when it means something, right? When there's like an amazing goat cheese or like a brie, like something I get more excited about, but I'll be aware of um, the times where I would add it just to add it. Right. So there, that, that's good to know. There is an actual connection there. What about this question between um, issues with digestion and breakouts too? And I feel like you're the perfect person to ask this as a certified holistic nutritionist. Like people's, we know that people's gut systems are very unique and everybody, it's like a fingerprint they say, right? Like our, our gut health is just different no matter what. But how do we know if we are one of those people that can't, deal with dairy or who, when they otherwise have a digestion problem, it also shows up on their skin. Yeah. So when we're struggling with digestion, we're like, things are getting trapped and stuck in our body. The, the toxic flow to get toxins just naturally out of our body is a little more clogged up, right? Like your liver has to be flowing correctly. Um, your colon has to be moving everything out. So you definitely want to be making sure you're definitely going to the bathroom one to two times a day. And if you're not, everything you're eating is just clogging it up more and more. So one of the biggest causes of acne is a lack of digestive enzymes because digestive enzymes start in our mouth and then we have them through our intestines as well. And so we chew our food that helps break it down. It moves 
through our body into our intestines breaks everything down even more and we absorb those nutrients. Mm -hmm. When we're not absorbing those nutrients and not breaking down the food correctly, again, it's getting clogged up in our system and making all of our organs operate more sluggish. So for example, the liver connection, the liver is what's in charge of filtering out excess hormones from the body and toxic overload of the body and just keeping it regulated, keeping it nice. So when the liver is nice and clean, it's doing its job, it's filtering out everything. And when digestion is more sluggish and it's not supporting the liver in the way it should, think of your body as buckets. And if you keep dumping into the toxic bucket and it can't empty out every single day, it's going to start to overflow. Mm-hmm. And that's when we start to have a cascade effect of everything you're eating is making you bloated. You're having more breakouts. So everything's just getting stuck in your body um, and it needs to be filtering out. So the best way to support your body, I mean, real foods is the right. number one. So if you're eating a lot of processed foods, that's clogging up the symptom, it's clogging up the system and not allowing it to just naturally flow in and out of your body. Um and the other one is if we're lacking digestive enzymes. So I, my one of my favorite supplements that I pretty much can't go wrong with is taking digestive enzymes with every meal. It helps you break down your food better and absorb your nutrients better so you're not getting that toxic overload. I have to ask you then about these supplements that purport to help detox our system. Mm-hmm. And I think that word is thrown around a lot. As a consumer, it can be confusing Um, Because of what you just said, which is we have the ultimate detox tool, which is our liver. So we want to be interested in things that support that, but don't, it's just, it feels a little misleading. And I know when I see something like that, I'm almost, I'm almost more apt to stay away because I'm like, "Uh," but there have to be things, (laughs) right? Okay. You agree. So hundred percent. So there is no such thing as like a detox pill. No, I, I, I I really don't like quick fixes either. And I also don't like, as much as I enjoy supplements to support my body, I'm really against over supplementation. I think it starts with food first. And then there's some supplements you can use to just in general support your body to function better. Um, But with, with those like detox pills or detox teas, what I'd more look for, because at the end of the day, what you want is liver supporting things. Mm -hmm. So, and those are a lot of like things like milk thistle, turmeric, um, different herbs. So I know that I think it's traditional medicinals. The tea Mm -hmm. has a great like detox tea, but what it really is, is a bunch of different herbs in it that are supporting your liver. Okay. All right. Yeah. So those those Instagram ads were being served of like the charcoal pills, the colon, (laughs) I don't want to like say any names, but you know, the colon cleanse. I mean, like these are, there's no magic pill for clearing there's out. Not. The and you, and you want to be really careful about colon cleanses. If you're not doing the additional support mm-hmm. to make sure your digestive system is clear because everything will get dumped into your colon. And if those, um, if those openers in your colon aren't functioning correctly, you could actually mm-hmm. be causing more toxic overload in your colon. Okay. Wait, so, this feels like the perfect opportunity <laughs> to ask this question. This came yeah. up at the holiday uh, dinner table this past year, someone was getting a colonic and I was like, don't mess with a colonic because like you're, when you're trying to get in there and suck everything out, it could, I feel like it could actually throw things off, but some people swear by them. What is your verdict there? Yes. So I love colonics in a therapeutic form. 
So I think it's best. So for instance, I think it's best to be working with like either a functional medicine practitioner or someone who is recommending you do colonics because of everything else they're working with you on. Okay. So do it in combination with, with a program. Okay. Go ahead. They can be dangerous when? Yeah. When you're, when certain pathways of your body aren't open. So if you're, yeah, because if you're just pushing things in, but you're not doing the, like everything's so connected in your body. So if you're not doing the rest of the work in your body to support, you could be doing more damage than good. But a lot of times um, functional practitioners will be like doing all this work to write, like to be cleansing your liver, like focus on all these different areas. And then the last step is maybe support for your your colon pathways to open up more. And it might need a little boost by a colonic. But again, it'll be more of, um, it'll kind of be a quote, like prescription for you in the sense. It'll be like, all right, colonics once a week for four weeks, and then you're good. Like it, it's a protocol. Right. Okay. So we're just yeah. not going in and a la carte being like, I'll have my colon clean today, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's definitely important to make sure you're doing the other work to support it and just making sure it's the right fit for you. Okay. I want to circle back on your personal story and also share a little bit of mine, which I, I've been very open with in the past. And I really think it's important to like be very honest with the struggles that we've had, because I think people can see something on Instagram and be like, oh, you know, every everything always seems easier, simpler on Instagram. Um, when you talked about seeing multiple practitioners and seeing doctors and specialists and nothing ever being flagged as being a holistic issue, it really actually makes me sad because women are often still deemed as hysterical or complaining too much about something when we know that something is off. And I think you were getting to the point in your story where you were talking about your healing and when you were able to finally recover from acne. And it felt so familiar because I also only found success after going on Accutane, mind you, after having my zits lanced open, like I would go in and they would cut open with the lance, like um, a scalpel, all of my things. I'd be bleeding from my face. I was showing up at work. I worked in TV news with a bleeding forehead. I mean, it was insane. Antibiotics, um, a number of prescriptions, and it was only a good facialist who saved me. And I could have gone, I could have eliminated years of embarrassment and like shame if I had only known that there were some more natural holistic options. And it just kills me that people still struggle with that. And it sounds to me like that's where you found when working with Danielle, you finally found that solution as well. Absolutely. I think it's important to just recognize the way the medical system works. And I always want to be really careful not to shame the medical system, but just be aware of their process, right? Like if I break a bone, if I get in a car accident, I want Western medicine to to give me to, to fix everything, right? But when you're going for what can be multiple internal root causes, they're on a, they're on a prescription um, protocol. So when you go to the dermatologist or your primary care doctor for something that's going on, their job is to write you a prescription to take care of those symptoms. Mm-hmm. And they have to do that per the insurance system. They could actually get their license taken away if they start running tests that are deemed uh, unnecessary. So which is why if you go and you're like, hey, I want a thyroid panel run and they only run like one of the T's when in reality you need like four different thyroid panels run, it's because the insurance companies will deem all of those tests, quote, unnecessary and doctors could get their license revoked. 
And so it's so important to, you know, if you're really struggling with acne and you, you feel it and you're like, oh my gosh, I know something's wrong with like, with my digestion, I'm having all these other symptoms that when you go to the dermatologist, you're going to leave, you're going to speak to the dermatologist for five minutes and you're going to leave with a prescription. And they're going to tell you to go to CVS and buy Cetaphil. And you're going to leave with spironolactone, with Accutane, um, with a topical steroid. And that's all you're going to get. They are not going to, unless they have their own practice and they're like going down like a a natural route where they have, where they're not controlled by insurance companies, where they have more flexibility, you're only going to get that. Hmm. So it's really important. Go where you can get the answers that help you. So in the naturopathic space, that's when they'll sit down with you for an hour for an appointment and go through what are you eating? What are your stress levels? Um, they'll run whatever tests you want because they're not looking for diseases and they're not writing a prescription to cover up a symptom. They're looking for the root cause. And many times, since our body's so connected, there's mul- that you know you might need your colon supported, your liver supported, your your lymphatic pathways opened up. So they're going to look at your body as a whole to see how you can actually help cure or help or whatever is struggling with acne. They're going to help the internal root causes that get there. And what? How quickly after working with her and paying attention to those more holistic issues did you finally see clear skin? Two months, which is so like completely gone, no scar wow. damage, which is wild. So I removed. We found about twelve different acne triggers that were going on from the supplements, from the eggs, from I was using makeup and skincare that had pore clogging ingredients, and that's an external cause that a, a lot of times is overlooked. Tell us some of the ingredients then to watch out for. Yes, so in the clean beauty space, um, coconut oil shea butter and algae are three of the really the big big pore cloggers um for people again who aren't acne prone this isn't as big of a deal but if you're someone who does struggle with acne you cannot have these in any of your skincare makeup or hair conditioner that's a gnarly one that'll get you on your sleep side of your face and um, your neck and back um also there's a lot there's only a couple oils that are that are acne safe. A lot, a lot of these thicker ones, like avocado oil, and all these new ones that are that are coming out, are just they're too thick to mm-hmm. for our pore to actually absorb. They just get stuck in the pore. Your skin grows over it, and it causes a breakout. On the not clean side, you have ones like isopurple mirror estate. Um, there, it's a lot of very, very long names, but what we did was we actually created a resource, a free resource on our website that's a pore clogging ingredients checker. Mm-hmm. So you can just take like, you know, Google your foundation, copy and paste the ingredient deck into our search bar on it, click search, and it'll pop up in red if there's any pore cloggers in it for you. One thing that I was doing for a while too, and I didn't realize until I suffered the consequences, I use only a physical blocker. Like I use a zinc oxide or a titanium dioxide SPF. I live in Florida. I mean, the sun is (laughs) always around. And for a while I was not, I noticed when I didn't use an oil-based cleanser to get that off because it was sitting on top of my skin, I started to break out horribly. So any, I just have to put that PSA out there. I like, even knowing all that I did, this was probably, I don't know. 13 or 14 years ago now, but I was like doing this thing where I would wake up in the morning and just splash my face with water and not really like after going outside and having the SPF on Mm -hmm. and I would not overly cleanse it. And then I was experiencing the worst breakout. So just, I have to put that out there too. Like, do you, (laughs) do you, if you're using one of those SPFs that has like an actual physical blocker, how do we properly remove that? So we don't 
So a lot of, so two things with that, it's not necessarily, it's not the zinc or the titanium, a lot of, about 90, 90% of SPFs have other pore cloggers in them. So it's the other pore clogging ingredients that are, that are in it that are clogging your pores. The other side of it is, let's say, just say it is just zinc and titanium, which is just amazing for your skin. You're outside all day. You're moving. You're naturally sweating. So your pores are opening up. It's getting deeper in your pore. And so you will want to get that out after the day because it's just mixing with the bacteria and dirt and everything that just accumulates from the sweat on your face. And so it's really that culmination of everything that's causing the breakout. So um, if you have anything thicker on your face, I really love to use a very light exfoliator at the end of the day because mm -hmm. it really gets in there a little bit more. Um, it gets off all the dirt and bacteria that's about to sit in your pore overnight. <laughs> I love it. Uh, what does your nighttime routine look like? What products are you using to cleanse? And do, are you a believer too in the skin cycling trend where people are alternating ingredients per night? Like walk me through what you do. Yes. Huge fan of skin cycling. I love that in the last year, the trend was just given a name because it's been used for years. It was just there was no name for it. It was just alternating the days you use acids on your skin. And now it's called skin cycling, which just makes it that way more digestible for people to understand. So um, at night, I, I double cleanse my skin because I normally do have some makeup on. Um, even right now, I just have some like tinted SPF mm -hmm. moisturizer on top. So I'll wash my skin twice just to make sure that they're, you know, the first wash gets off the makeup. The second wash actually washes your skin. With what cleanser? Um, I use our gentle clean cleanser. Um, okay. So we formulated it to be a hydrating cleanser and not stripping your mm -hmm. skin barrier because a lot of face washes you'll feel just like so stripped and tight and dry after. So ours has a lot of hydrating and calming ingredients in it that gets the job done, literally melts makeup off without stripping your skin. And then um, so here's where the skin cycling comes in. It comes in with exfoliators. So on a day where I am using exfoliators, I'll do a physical exfoliator. It's our vitamin scrub for literally just five to seven seconds. It, and I do it really lightly because a physical exfoliant, right, has like the beads in it. Um, we use bamboo mesh, which is just a nice gentle scrub. So it's not ripping apart your face. Um, you want to let that do its work. So just about five, seven seconds, because all you want to do is polish your skin. The goal of it is just to get off some dead skin cells um, and dirt that's been sitting on your skin to open your pores. So the serums that you put on after, like do its work. They get mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. So skin cycling days, I do that. And then I do our Clarity Serum. That's our Mandelic Acid. That's what's going to help with both breakouts and wrinkles at the same time. So we love Mandelic Acid over Glycolic. Glycolic, I love in an esthetician's office. I love it for glycolic peels, for creating change that way. But for everyday use, it's too stripping for the skin, especially like you or I, like I'm living in California, you're in Florida, the sun's out all the time. You do not want to be using a glycolic when the sun's out all the time. It's going to cause accelerated aging in your skin because it just constantly strips it down. But every once in a while, when you're getting a peel, mm -hmm. totally fine to use. Um, so mandelic acid will do all of its work, but then it'll stop working. So it doesn't make you sun sensitive. So I'll put on the clarity serum. I'll let it sit. It's also paired with vitamin C and other calming ingredients like turmeric. So it gets really deep in your pores, causes a brightening effect. 
mandelic acid dissolves what's in your pores. So it'll dissolve that breakout at the same time stimulating collagen. And that's what's going to help with the wrinkles. Um, so you let that sit for about 10 minutes. This is something that people don't tell you that acid serums need to sit for about 10 to 15 minutes. Wait, I got a question because I linked your product to my stories and yeah. someone's like, oh, I love this, but I just want to make sure that I'm reading this right. I have to put it on and leave it on for 10 to 15 minutes or yep. it'll neutralize the effects. I didn't even know that. So this would not Maybe be- No one if tells you that. No one tells me that. Kaylee, I feel like I know so much about skincare. <laughs> I've been duped this whole time. Um, so she says, is that going to be the proper use for like every vitamin C or acid-based serum? And then she's asking what you do after the 20 minutes. And I should also add another question. Can you use this Clarity Serum daytime as well? Yes. So you want to let it sit. And then like she said, you don't wash it off. Um, You just continue to apply skincare after, but you let it sit to actually do its work. Because again, the second you put something on top, it neutralizes it. And also it eats away at everything it touches. So if you just put moisturizer or another serum on, it's going to eat away at that instead of getting in your pore and eating away at what you want it to eat. Oh, that is so interesting. Yeah. How was I never told this before? I, I wasn't either. <laughs> Literally, I don't know. But yeah, it's so it's not the same for all vitamin C serums, but it's the same for acid-based serums. You want to let it sit okay. to do its work. And um, that one is okay to use daytime as well. We're just going to let it sit and then yes, SPF. I just I would be careful. Like California and Florida, it's I wouldn't use it. I would just start using it at night. You want to start three nights a week and then you can progress to every night. If your acne is really aggressive and you're not laying at the beach for the day, you can definitely use it. If you are going to use it in the morning, make sure, like make sure you're just, you know, going into an office and working for the day. And it's, you're not going on a hike. You're not at the beach all day um, because it it is an acid. So it naturally exposes your skin a little bit more. And so you just want to be very aware of what you're doing for the rest of the day, but it's, you don't need it both day and night. It's really perfectly fine just to be using at night. Okay. Got it. And do you follow up after that step with any moisturizer or anything? Yes. So then, um, then I'm going to use more of like the calming and healing and regenerative type serums. So then I'm either going to use our Cell Renew or Bounce Back, and sometimes I'll cocktail the two. They're very similar with some distinct differences. So the cell, both are stem cell based, so going to really focus on rebuilding collagen, smoothing out wrinkles. Um, the Cell Renew is more hyaluronic acid based, um, so it's going to be a little thinner, a little more hydrating. The Bounce Back has a little less hyaluronic acid and more peptides. Mm-hmm. Peptides are little messenger proteins to tell your skin to repair itself. So it's going to help even more the wrinkles. So my recommendation is always for women under the age of 25, 26, Cell Renew is amazing. Women over the age of 26, 27, go for the bounce back. And if you want to cocktail, like it's even better when you cocktail them both because I love using both, but okay. <laughs> um, okay. you don't have to. And then so those are those are your serums, and then you finish off with a moisturizer. Um, what's really important to note, no matter what moisturizer you use, it has to be non-pore clogging. Most moisturizers are pore clogging, so you're doing all this work for your skin, and then you'll just be re-clogging your pores after. So I use our Hydroglow um, moisturizer after, and it has an ingredient called Bacuchiol in it which is a natural alternative to retinol. So it's all the the anti-aging benefits you want out of a retinol without the purging, without the sun sensitivity, without the irritation, none of that. 
but it basically trains your skin to look younger, giving you more elasticity Mm -hmm. um, and glowiness to your skin. Um, And then I'm going to go to bed after that. (laughs) Get some good, you're going to get your eight hours after that, right? The last step of the skincare routine is sleep. So (laughs) getting your sleep in. That's true. That's my favorite Mm -hmm. part of any day. And then AM, I want to get specific on SPFs. You like, you said, like you said, we're in very sun intensive climates. Um, But even just go into the mailbox, no matter where you live, give me specific um, brands and products that you like. Yes. So in the morning, I'm basically going to do everything the same, except I'm not going to exfoliate. Um, And then the two exfoliators I mentioned was the physical and the chemical. So the vitamin Mm -hmm. scrub and clarity. So I'm just going to leave those out. I'm just going to cleanse and either self renew or bounce back and then Hydroglow, and then I'm going to press in SPF. You don't want to aggressively rub it in. You want to keep it on the surface of your skin. Always use a zinc or titanium one. So those are mineral or physical-based sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Sunscreens, the words are – it's some blocks that words are interchangeable. You want to avoid chemical sunscreens. They actually end up – like the ones that have like oxybenzone in it, the ones that are oil-based um, – those ones, uh, a few things. One, there's a lot of studies coming out where they're finding the toxic chemicals of these sunscreens in your bloodstream four to six weeks later, like still are in there. Um, A couple of them actually create a negative chemical reaction when exposed to chlorine, causing a toxic reaction. Okay, wait, stop. Pause. Yeah. Kaylee, stop. This is why when I spray, and everybody thinks I'm such a freak. They're like, Sonny, <laughs> the natural healthcare freak. I put SPF on my kids at the beach. And mm-hmm. every time, first of all, I put it on my face. I know my face doesn't like chemical blockers. Yeah. I can't say that without causing a huge stir in the beauty world because people are like, well, they haven't, there's no causation is not whatever. Whatever. They, they cause me a lot of stress. Yeah. But I put it you on my know. son too. And he swims and he has such a horrible reaction to our chemical-based sunscreens. And it's always when he's swimming. So I never knew there was connection potentially between chlorine and some of these ingredients. Yes. Yeah. They cause a negative toxic chemical reaction. You're blowing my mind right now. Okay. (laughs) So, all right. Well, good. Back to sun shirts it is for the kids. And then the third reason why I don't like chemical sunscreens is long-term it does cause accelerated aging because um, basically... Physical-based sunscreens, the zinc and titanium, will wear off after about two Mm -hmm. hours because it's a physical blocker on your face. The chemical ones absorb in so quickly that actually some of them only last about 20 to 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you'd literally have to be reapplying it every 20 to 30 minutes when you're outside and you actually don't know when it wears off. Um, And so you can be causing accelerated aging because you could be throwing it on at the beach for the whole day and you're just getting all those UV rays. Right. Your skin, so. It is, it is so hard though to reapply like my zinc oxide oh, sunscreens too. That's like, you we, know, have you seen our, br- oh my gosh, I have sent it yes, to you. Yes. You, you guys sent me. I yes. love it. Yes. That is like that's a purse exactly product. It's like a, it. yes. one of these. So um, you just brush it on throughout the day and because it does really wear off after two hours and like you put it on under makeup and then by the time you leave the house and get the kids and all like, that's been way past two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. Like I said, in living here, I mean, I'm doing things on the back of my hands when I drive. So I don't, you know, have magnet hands, you know. So um, we have two different sunscreens, both a liquid one and a brush on that are physical based. But knowing you're in Florida, knowing a lot of women want want to cover their whole bodies, going to the beach for kids, there's a lot of a really amazing spray on um, or like pump 
brands that are just physical based. Um, okay. I believe my shell has a really good one. Um, mm -hmm. Pacifica, um, Bear Republic. Those are some, those are some really good ones that'll have the physical and sure it might go on a little whiter, but that's okay. Just give it a, like, give it a good rub in. Like you'd rather it go on a little whiter than be spraying chemicals over your entire body and getting absorbed. Yeah. That's my, that's my preference too. Absolutely. Yeah. I do want to run through because we had talked specifically about acne at different phases in life. I know it's hard to generalize what is causing acne in each decade, but if we could run through and speak specifically to the 20s, 30s, and 40s, and this can be relatively quickly, we don't have to spend a ton of time on it, but what the main triggers for acne are in those decades, or is it the same thing no matter what age? A little bit of both. So in our 20s, there's a lot of women who their lives are changing drastically. Maybe they're graduating college, moving out on their own, buying a lot of food for their for the first time, getting a, a job and getting into a flow of things. And so there's a lot of stress, a lot of new things. And if eating isn't, you know, maybe they're going out drinking a lot with their friends the evening after work. And so it's creating this toxic overload of the body at the same time there's hormonal changes going through. So the mm -hmm. 20s is just like a flood of like new things, different things, the body's changing. And so um, a lot of women are getting off birth control, they're switching birth control. They're um, some women, you know, are are really struggling mentally and getting on antidepressants. Like, there's all these different things that are happening that are very new to the body. Mm -hmm. That again are creating a toxic overload, a lot of hormonal changes. Um, in in their in women in their thirties, me, um, <laughs> uh, it's a lot of times pregnancy induced mm -hmm. as well. So a lot of hormonal changes with pregnancy, whether it's bef like before, during, after, breastfeeding, everything where our bodies are just shifting a ton. Um, I know some women's like around pregnancy, like their hair color will change their, like everything just changes, right? The structure of their hair, the structure of their skin. And so you're going through a whole new wave of new hormonal changes in your 30s. Um, and your 40s are the same. So we go through different hormonal changes in, in different periods of life. And our bodies have to readjust. So as we get older, our testosterone drops as well. And estrogen can also drop. So there might be either new supplements or new ways of eating or new ways to support our body that we didn't need to do before. Right. Um, because when hormone when hormones are dropping and our body just isn't you know running off young steam like in your twenties mm -hmm. you do whatever you want as you get older like you feel these changes and so we need to be more conscious about what we're eating the also toxic overload of our body so like I discussed the the bucket before like we're doing these toxic things to our body whether it's you know a lot of uh, toxic ingredients in you know, SPFs and makeup that we were talking about and food that we're eating and stress and all these different things in the bucket fill, fills up so much and, and our pathways aren't open to be able to filter that out. So our, our toxic overload starts spilling over into our body. And then that's when women will be like, oh my gosh, like my hair is falling out. I'm having digestive issues. I'm having acne in my forties. Like what's going on with my body? A lot of times our bodies are in this inflamed state in this mm. toxic overload that we just really need to get on a really good path for supporting our bodies and getting back into a flow of things. So I like to always view it as just a wake up call to get your body in check, to come back in tune with your body. I mean, us as women, like 
we feel our body. We know what's going on. We know when something's wrong and to remember to fight for your health because everything in our body is so interconnected. And once we can just get our body flowing in a really positive way inside, that'll transform over to the outside. And as a nutrition practitioner, can you recommend some panels we should be running or some tests that you particularly like that can, for example, give us an idea of our hormone health or our trace minerals, like give us specific panels that we should be asking for, particularly in their forties, because I know I have a lot of listeners who've been through motherhood. So maybe thirties and forties and the post baby hormone crash is very real. You are a different human being on the other side of a pregnancy than you are before. And it's wild. And you talk about like knowing what's different. You like know it, but you don't know what it is. So speak specifically maybe to that era as well. So women who might be feeling those changes can go out and specifically ask for these things. Absolutely. So what I would recommend is not just doing one of those like random online check your hormones type tests. It's it's going to be such a small scope that it comes back with that the best thing to do is to work. I love working with FNTPs. You can go to a naturopath, but an FNTP, it stands for Functional Nutritional Therapy Practitioner. Um, and they're going to be able to give you the more one-on-one support. And what they can do is give you what's called like a, um, a blood test requisition form where you can go get your blood work done anywhere, Quest Health, like whatever is in your area, and you just take this form into them. And what you want to do is you have, a, you have a meeting with them beforehand to discuss everything you're dealing with because – through blood work, you're one gonna, you're gonna, especially in your 40s, you're gonna want to do the full uh, thyroid panel. There's like four or five different thyroid tests you're gonna want to get done, and um, it's gonna check for stress. Like blood work is checking stress hormones, it's checking thyroid, all those different things. But what I also recommend is getting a stool test done as well, and that's gonna be um, checking with digestion and gut health and inflammation. It's going to be able to, the two together are really going to be able to tell a story mm-hmm. to you and really figure out what's going on and, and what hormones are out of balance. So any FNTV is going to tell you exactly what you need to get done. And a resource that I absolutely love, um, her name is Emily Morrow. And on her website, she actually has a resource that you can get of, if you don't want to, you know, if she had you can work with her or practitioners that are underneath her. But if you don't want to do that and just want to get blood panels run, she has a downloadable guide of exactly what to take in as a blood requisition form to get done. And that is definitely the most trusted one I recommend. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I'll get that link and include that in the show notes if you don't mind sending that to me. Absolutely. Um, And before we go, Kaylee, just, um, you know, advice for people who are maybe in the stage where they're still struggling to pin down the health issues that they're dealing with and it's showing up on their face. They want to do their next steps and and get rid of the acne and feel good. Speak to them and and give us some advice. Take a deep breath. (laughs) It's, um, It's really overwhelming when you're dealing with a lot of health issues for the first time and feeling so confused and so overwhelmed. And maybe your first reaction like mine is just to go straight to your doctor and you feel unheard and you feel like you're being told you're crazy and you're just being handled all these prescriptions when you as a woman, like, you know, what's going on inside, you know, you know, when there's something wrong and to trust your gut instincts when you know something is wrong and don't just accept like a prescription to cover up a symptom because that can just 
create a cascading effect as you get older and keep covering up more and more things um, that are root causes. And so trust yourself and start small. You know, if you if you can't find someone to work with right away or get blood work done, start with the little things. Focus on your sleep, focus on your digestion. So waking up in the morning, drinking some warm water with lemon before you chug coffee for the day and run out of the house and before your life becomes so, you know, your day becomes so chaotic. Focus on those little moments for you in the morning, getting your digestion set up and just focus on what you're eating for the day. Eating is so beyond important because we're just, again, dumping these things that we don't even know what the ingredients are into our body. And our body is so confused. It's like, what are the, all these like chemicals and sugar alternatives that you're just dumped? Like, I don't know what to do with these. Our, mm-hmm. our bodies um, aren't evolved enough with all these brand new ingredients to actually know what to do. And so back to the basics, eating um, as much real food as possible. Understand like when traveling and things come up, like It can't be perfect all the time, but doing the best you can with what you have and getting in those real foods. And when it comes to meats and fish, focusing on the higher quality ones so we're not feeding even more antibiotics and whatever the animals are eating into our body. So focusing on those grass-fed, those pasture-raised, cleaner alternatives. Um, And that's going to be really be your starting point. So that is one thing that you can focus on controlling before you start working on the next step of, okay, let me go through an exploration to get this blood work done, get the stool testing done to actually get to the root cause. Awesome. You have given us such good advice today. Kaylee, thank you for spending time with me and just running through all of the things that are skincare and nutrition related. Can you tell us- where we can find, you know, the products as well as where we can find you on social media. Absolutely. So you can find ClearStem products at clearstemskincare.com. We also do a lot of education that I talked about on our socials, which is ClearStem Skincare on our website. We have a skincare learning center. Um, And then Danielle and I love doing podcasts like this to educate more Um, so we definitely have more where we dive even deeper. We have a downloadable skincare masterclass. If you want to go like really deep into everything I talked about today. Um, and then for personal, um, I'm Kaylee.Christina. Awesome. I think I missed the H in your thing. So it's no worries. (laughs) Or C-H. There we go. Like I said, guys, I'm running my own tech today. There we go. (laughs) The lower thirds are great. Kaylee, thank you again for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. This was a blast and such a joy to start. I'm I'm West Coast, so I got to start my day this way. It's an amazing start. Awesome. Awesome. I'm so grateful. And guys, thank you so much. If you've been listening and or watching, um, I'm grateful for it. I'm just so honored that we have these guests that are willing to spend their time sharing their wisdom and knowledge and um, just feeling really grateful. So thank you for watching. Please do leave a rating and review. You can do that on Apple Podcasts. I know it feels like annoying to ask that every time and you hear every podcaster ask for it, but I'm serious. It makes a huge difference in helping boost our show. So open your Apple Podcast app, tap the five stars, leave a review, and I'll love you forever. It's just that simple. Um, all right, guys, we'll see you next week with more good stuff here on We Gotta Talk. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon.